Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gapology Radio. This is your leadership podcast on Gapology, Imbar, and more. Let's go ahead and give Mark Tinas a call and see what he's up to. Okay, now we're going. Hey Mark, how are you? Hey, Brian, how's it going? <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing. The listeners don't know, but uh, we had about a five-minute conversation and I didn't hit record. <laughs> it happens. I know. I have my own gaps, I think. So how's it going? Good, good, good. Good. You have a good topic for this week? Yeah, I want to talk about a topic that's never talked about. Yeah? What's that? Managing top performers. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody talks about managing underperformers. Right. Nobody talks about managing top performers because they think it's easy. Yeah. Because they think it's a a given. So because of that, a lot of mistakes are made. So are you ready to go? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So managing top performers is often mismanaged. Uh. Leaders often leave top performers alone. It's a common mistake. I mean, why why go visit somebody who's doing their job and, and hitting it out of the park? Wrong answer. Um, so what happens is leaders often deal with and spend their, their time and the majority of their time with underperformers when the reality is it should be balanced and a significant amount of time should be spent with top performers. What do you think? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's so true. Um, I think, you know, we're always drawn to the negative. We're trying to fix problems, and and we don't always foresee the problems that can happen when your top performers start, you know, stumbling. Well, there's this assumption that the top performers don't have the upside mm-hmm. of the underperformers, and that's false. They actually may have more upside. So it's, it's, it's just a big mistake. Here, here's the other side of it. The top performers are rather needy in many cases. <laughs> and they require the following. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Top performers require attention. That's one of the reasons they're a top performer. They really like the attention that a top performer should get. Uh, the accolades, the recognition, the, you know, all the stuff that comes with that. So give them the attention that they're seeking because that's why they top perform in many cases. Secondly, they require a career path. They want to know they have a future. Top performers are easily pulled from one company to the next when somebody comes along and tells them how special they are. So be careful there. Give them a career path. Let them know that they have a great future in the organization and lay it out for them. Not just hypothetically, show them. Show them what it looks like. And then thirdly, top performers require development. This is the this is a big mistake. Many leaders don't develop their top performers. They need it. And they have big upside, as I mentioned earlier. They may have more upside than the underperformers. So 
you need to spend time creating developmental plans for the top performers. It will take you to places you've never been. It's a great thing. Uh, thoughts, Brian? Uh, yeah, you, you know, under the knowledge gap, you know, we talk about talent. So I think these things definitely fall in that, um, you know, especially the development piece, the career path piece that you mentioned. Those definitely fall under talent. That's how you develop people. And by doing that, I think you'll give them the attention that they need. Yeah, that'll, that'll get it started for sure. So here's the best methods. So I've got three best methods for developing and managing the top performer group. And these are three things that are proven, that I've seen work, that I've seen many organizations use. So let's, uh, let's go through those. And, and again, if you're taking notes, write them down. So the first is to give the top performer a mentor. Assign them a mentor. So this, this is rarely done. Why do they need a mentor? They're a top performer. Oh, no. Because they're a top performer, they need a mentor. Mm -hmm. So someone that knows what they don't know, someone that's already gone down the path or up the path that they want to achieve. So a mentor is significant. So assign one. Assign a process to that as well. Uh, Have them meet weekly on the phone, whatever the geographic parameters would allow, but give them a mentor. It can be crazy successful. So that's best method number one give them a mentor best method number two is assign them a mentee someone they mentor this can be huge it makes them feel good and it allows you to develop other top performers within the organization what this top performer knows they can pass on to the mentee have them responsible for the performance of the mentee talk to them about it 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 really creates a significant energy that is very difficult to create in any other way. And then thirdly, give them special projects or assignments. Be careful not not to interfere with their performance, but give them something measurable that they can be responsible for in addition to their assignment and watch them hit it out of the park. It's a big deal. It's part of their development. And it can really help move the organization forward as well. What do you think about those, Brian? Yeah, you know, the first one really um, caught me off guard. You know, I thought initially, you know, assign them a mentee. That's definitely something. Um, and I thought about the special projects, but I never considered really assigning a mentor to them. I think that's really interesting. It's a big deal. It's huge. It is huge. Yeah. I, uh, I look back at the mentors that I had over my career, and they, they made a huge difference uh, in, in my career. And, uh, you know, I learned so much. Yeah, and, and I think I use every day. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of these people, they, you know, they're top performers, so they're already pretty confident probably in what they're doing. And then by assigning them a mentor, I think will make them step outside of their comfort zone, stretch, and grow even more. Yeah, well, a mentor, uh, a mentor can be a challenging thing. Mm-hmm. So it can cause them to step up uh, when they wouldn't have. But the biggest thing that the mentor has is knowledge that they don't have in many cases. And uh, 
there's there's a lot a lot to learn. Yeah. There's no there there, as I always say. So I wanna I wanna come back to um, a podcast that we did, T times M equal P, which we believe in. Talent multiplied times mindset equals performance. So if you take the talent of an individual zero to ten, so let's say these top performers are a nine, and you multiply it by their mindset zero to ten, you get their performance zero to one hundred. Well, what that means is the talent and mindset are equal in determining the performance of an individual. So this is sort of a warning. If you if you tank the mindset of a top performer, they will no longer be a top performer. So their talent will be mooted by the mindset. So you take someone who's a nine, if their mindset drops to a three or a four, they will no longer perform well. So be very much aware that talent and mindset are equal in determining performance and boost the mindset of the top performers. You've already got a nine or a 10 in performance. Let's get their mindset to a nine or a 10. Then we have off the charts performance. So you have to be aware of this. Uh, the top performers can be can be pretty volatile. Uh, and we did a we did a podcast around T times M equals P. If you haven't heard it, it's on uh, on the same uh, venues that you've listened to this one on. So mm-hmm. thoughts on that one, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know another topic that we've talked about in the past is the commitment ladder. And your top performers are oftentimes the committed people. And if they're not getting the type of leadership that they need, it really impacts that mindset. And so often, I've seen it so often that they slide right down the commitment ladder. So they start it committed and then, and then they end up somewhere around grudgingly compliant. I see it all the time. Yeah, top performers are volatile. Yep. So mindset, mindset matters. All right, so here's the top three mistakes that I've seen leaders make with their top performers. So again, write these down if you're taking notes. The first one is to leave them alone. Big mistake, big mistake. Top performers need attention. They don't need to be left alone. They may say they wanna be left alone. That's, That's not the reality. They need attention. Again, they need a career path and a developmental plan. They need you giving them uh, the career and creating that for them. So do not leave them alone. Big mistake. Number two, do not overload them. So many supervisors, when they find a top performer, will give them a bunch of extra work. Take the leader's work off of his plate or her plate. Wrong. Wrong. Do not overload them you will take away their top performance. They will no longer perform. T times M equals P, you will lower their M and tank the P. Lastly, be careful about relocation. Relocation can take a top performer and lower their mindset. Relocation is difficult, even for a top performer and their family. Be very careful it can have a very negative impact on performance. So, so, so the biggest mistakes I've seen are leaving them alone, overloading them with work, extra special project number 15, and 
relocating them to somewhere they don't want to be. Uh, thoughts, Brian, and I've got a couple of closing comments. Yeah, no, I think that's good, Mark. You know, the overloading them, I think that's one of the biggest things that I see. Um, it's probably why I'm so tired all the time. You know, people are always delegating <laughs> stuff to me. Well, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. So speaking to the leaders out there, here's the number one lesson I would leave, leave you with. You need to learn from your top performers. Go spend time with them. They're the top performers. Take notes. Follow them around. They've got it figured out. They're likely achieving results you're not achieving. Learn from them. Then you can teach the organization how to be great. They've already got it figured out. So that's managing top performers. I'll leave it to you to close, Brian. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You know, using them uh, to create the roadmap for others, I think that that's huge. That's huge. Um, okay, another good one, Mark. All right, thank you. Yep, thanks so much. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Okay, that wraps up another episode. I'm glad I hit record on that one. That was good. Um, head on over to our website, gapology.org, for more information. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.